Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post-game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Connor. Yeah, Connor, well. we got another Pirates loss. How you doing? This, was this, this game was just so miserable. It was just one of those games that were just like, it's absolutely nothing, and you kept waiting until the, but then it wasn't. Yeah. And, and, and the just, but it wasn't, just, just never came. It uh, it was a contrasting game from last night. We can definitely say that. Last night was a bit surprising. I mean, you Darvish, pretty good pitcher, right? Off offense came alive. Something you haven't seen from the Pirates in some time. Tonight again, flip it. Offense didn't show up. Granted, Blake Snell pitching out of his mind. Like I told you pregame, and when we talked about the uh, the upcoming series in our Starbucks, where we did say. Probably more games like tonight in this series than we were last night. We got fooled and tricked in last night's game. But yeah, like Blake Snell has been pitching absolutely incredibly. And I looked at the actual numbers before I came on to the show right now. And I didn't realize like even how good they were. This past this is coming into today. The past 63 innings, a 0.71 ERA. I'm shocked they got one run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at one point he retired like ten straight batters, and it yeah. you know you're not gonna you're not gonna win many games with with three hits. Oh well, yeah, right. And and one run, you know, Santana walked and which seeing Santana score all the way from first was was certainly something. Um, but after that, it was it was just nothing. And that's the thing. It, it's it seemed like maybe something was going to happen today, right? Like you mentioned, Santana. And by the way, uh, yeah, it, it's it's fun to see that man run, but also at the same point in time, like that old man runs. He hustles. I mean, how many times you see him? Granted, they're like fielder's choices, right? But like he beats right. out the play or the first. Like he's hustling. He did it tonight as well. You know, didn't you know succeed and do anything with that sense, but. Like for the old vet, he's out there hustling and he's faster than I think I expected him to be. Not saying too much, but I'm just I'm just giving him some props. The old man hustles. He's fast in his own little way. Don't I mean, he's rallying <laughs> third base. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, again, like for this old man, I'm not expecting him to be a burner, but he's got how many I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta stop you there. Not only are we at the not only are we at the point where where we're discussing Carlos Santana's speed, you actually said the words in the order. He has gotta, wheels in his own little way. Yeah, what I got to rep the old people, man. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, now, now, again, though, seeing him round third base, that, that was something. 
but he made it. He made it because he's fast in his own way. <laughs> fast, fast in his own little way. That those yes. words. Absolutely, Very. absolutely. We got to make fun with the show because there haven't too many fun things to talk about with pirate post games. So yeah, Carlos Santana is fast. That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> in his own little way. But Connor, honestly, like you said, he gets on base. Henry Davis hits him in. You thought maybe some things were going to happen, right? Coming off last night's win, maybe they'll get to Blake Snell. And I guess I look at it this way, too. Like, this isn't just a bash on the Pirates offense. I mean, it was not good in, the, in all. But, like, at the same sense, like, it's not like this team struck out. It's not like your typical Pirates loss where they struck out, like, 13 times no, lately. No, right? it wasn't. I, I noticed that also in my – absolute my eyes glazed over but i did i did notice that that it, it was not a typical andy haynes three hit night right they just weren't hitting the ball hard and well but it wasn't like they were going up there and just striking out to one of the best pitchers in baseball but that's like i'm saying like part of it is the offense wasn't good but also blake snell's pitching out of his mind i so saw like credit to him also he's a yeah. really really good pitcher Who's really pitching well right now? The, the one, the one hit they got with runners in scoring position, that, and that's you know, there, that's not to say there weren't opportunities, because they had, I think at the at the time Snell exited the game, they had like nine runners in scoring position, and they were one for nine, and their one hit was an Austin Hedges infield hit, <laughs> which he was so proud of that, by the way. <laughs> oh, he was, he was just. He was beaming. Good for him. Austin I, Hedges revenge. I hate game, him. By the way, it's it's nothing personal. I just I can't wait to see Rich Hill go, so we don't have to see Austin Hedges be his personal catcher. Which we can talk about the implications of that here in a minute too. But yeah, and, and also I mean, like Kutch had a pretty nice hit ball to left field that once right. made a really really nice play on. Like there was some unfortunate events in that sense. But again, it comes down to the offense pulled up three hits, scored one run. You're not going to do that. No. Not when Rich Hill's on the mound. And Rich Hill has been struggling lately. Again, he was brought here to be the, the pitcher that he is, right? Like a four and a half ERA guy. He's pretty much been that way the whole season. Now, kind of the opposite of like Blake Snell. Blake Snell's been pitching really, really well lately. Rich Hill, in his own little way, has not been pitching well. Now, granted, it's not like he was pitching well beforehand. But like we're getting at, like he was giving you six innings. He's giving you a chance to win. He's been pretty bad of recent. Tonight was more towards that Rich Hill. I mean, he had what nine, nine batters on in four point one innings. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, seven hits, two walks in the four point one innings. Yeah, I mean. Rich, what you see is what you get with Rich Hill. There's, you know, he's <laughs> Rich Hill sucks. Um, it's just he is what he is. You know, he's if not, you know, credit to him, which I I think it's more credit to poor roster construction that we have to rely. Well, I can't say poor roster construction because they've had so many injuries. But, but it's just without the innings that he's given them, I don't know where those innings come from. 
I mean, you're looking at like Cam Smith, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb yeah. Smith, Cam Aldred. I mean, right. It's, if if Hill isn't making these starts and giving you these innings, I I I truly don't know who else is. Well, that's a good point to bring up now too, because that could be something we're talking about less than a week, like the trade deadline. Right. Looming. This this could be Rich Hill's last start as a pirate. Yeah, it could be, and for which, those which was part who... of the miserable glaze on top of this game is that I was just is that we were watching a pitcher who it's like, yeah, he's, he might not be here in three days. Right. But that's like, I'm alluding to here is like, for those who, as you comment here, Rich Hill sucks to believe in that. Right. If it ain't Rich Hill, it's probably Caleb Smith. Like you're talking about. Right. Yeah. No. And Cam Aldred. And it's, it's going to get worse if it's not Rich Hill. Like that's the problem. Can he get traded? Probably. Are you going to get much? Probably not. like, with them I'm okay. so far out of the standings, it's it's not going to stand in the way. You no, know, but if, it's like it, in a vacuum, a Rich Hill trade, I'm fine with. But I think where last year the argument was you can't trade Quintana because how's this rotation going to get innings the rest of the year? I think it's a bigger problem this year than it was last year, and it's yeah. a lesser pitcher than Quintana. So you're not going to get much for Rich Hill, but in doing so, whew, if you think it's bad now, it's about to get much worse. But anyways, yeah, so he goes 4.1, as mentioned. Seven hits. He had two Short earned. hook from Shelton. It was, and that's one thing, too. Like, Rich Hill just has the rubber arm, and he goes out there and gives you 100 pitches, and it is what it is. It was kind of quick today. Maybe he's trying to go for that, that series victory today. Didn't, didn't work. Maybe he tried before he got ejected, which we can talk about that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I was one, two earned, three Ks, the one home run. I was at least happy to see them manage for the win. You know, you know, usually I feel like earlier in the year, earlier in July, Shelton would have left Hill in there. Yeah. You know, just, but with, I I think now the attitude has changed at least a little bit slightly now that Andy's here. Now that Pagaro's here. Um, it's I I appreciated that at least. You know I got a little worried when they sent, um, De La Santos back out there. I, I thought they maybe pushed it a little too hard with him. But yeah, him going two full innings. Um, yeah, that was I'm not gonna say totally surprised, but wasn't expecting that for sure. Especially when um it got it just felt like the big hit was coming <laughs> with, oh. with De La Santos there towards the end. And they got him out of there before that happened. But, but Connor, you sound like happen. you've watched some pirate games before. Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Right. The big hits always coming. Um, it didn't really come in that sense. I think Perdomo gave the big hit. <laughs> he did give it up, but he also gave one also that we're going to talk about here. This oh, man. Yeah. Like De La Santos pitched, pitched fine. Yeah. And he's pitched fine so far this year, which is ironic because he it's so weird. Terribly in it's AAA. so weird. He so he pitched pretty all right last year at the major league level. Yeah, and coming into this year, the there was a question about you know is he going to be on the major league staff to start the year, and then he just absolutely stunk it up in AAA. 
just none of the numbers were good. Right. And then, you know, he gets the, the call and it's like, okay, this is like out of necessity and he's going to stink. He's been fine. You know, so There's I much more than you can ask for. But you're right. Again, credit to him. Uh, he didn't earn the call up. It was like you said, more out of necessity. But with him being here, he's earning himself staying. So again, two innings, one hit, two strikeouts. Good outing for De Los Santos. And again, giving the two innings was much needed. Also with Rich Hill yes. going four point one, and we know the issues with his bullpen. So him going two was very helpful. Yeah, that was. It was big to keeping them in this game. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because at that point, it was just a two-one game. Right. Um, so he then turns the ball over to Perdomo, as we talked about. Perdomo, which is like, I feel like this outing was the like epitome of Perdomo. Like you watch him and you see him pitch and it's like, you know what? There's some intrigue in him. And then Juan Soto gives up a bomb or doesn't give up, but he hits a bomb. You're like, yep, that's, that's why I don't want to get fooled by Perdomo. <laughs> yep. um, and yeah, so he gives up the home run. Juan Soto pimps it, and then Perdomo throws it. Machado. I think it. I think it wasn't. Just to get a little ahead of myself, I don't think it was the way he reacted at the plate. I think it was. It was Tatis like on deck or something? I do, I don't even remember. He wouldn't have been on deck because he would have been before Soto. I mean, Machado was right. up in the boat. So he was. He was out of the dugout celebrating. I think that's what Perdomo was upset about. Mm. I don't know if that's a usual thing that Padres do. You know, I can't really speak to that. I don't watch a whole lot of Padres games, but I think that's what Perdomo got upset by. the 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 clip is out there somewhere on on Twitter. I I noticed. Okay, well, I'll say this. Yeah, like Thomas says, that is Juan Soto, though, and, and right. I mean, but also this is the team that introduced the home run chain and. I'm sure there's antics and I'm, I'm all for the antics. I love the antics. I'm not the guy that's going to get pissed off because anyone's doing something in celebration of a home run, like just pitch better. But also yeah. I'm not also against people throwing at people. It is what it is. And, and Perdomo apparently didn't like whatever did happen. And he threw I, it. Machado. It was also like 98.2. Has he yeah. thrown that hard all season? <laughs> that's a good point. That's his hardest throw all year. Man, just, <laughs> Just envision that every single time you pitch then. And because he hit a spot for once too. <laughs> like that was the other thing. He hit him square in the back. So not only his hardest pitch, but probably the, the most the most command of his pitch he's had all year, also. So kudos to Perdomo on that. But no, it happens and like there's a delay, and all of a sudden Perdomo gets ejected. Yeah, it was a little weird that he that they didn't give out warnings. Uh, I'm not a I'm not opposed to it considering it was so like obviously intentional, but I mean, it, it was a little strange. Um, obviously they gave Shelton a quick hook too, because they didn't want that to get drawn out or he might've said some magic baseball word. Um, it was okay. It was his hardy hardest throw according to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But it it was it was honestly welcome because this game was just so uninteresting. It's at least given us something to talk about. So part of it is 
and it's funny because if you saw I think it was yesterday and I even put on Twitter, I was like, this Discord's getting lit right now. Like our Discord is going back and forth, a lot of Shelton talk. I interjected and started talking a little bit about it. And like one of my biggest critiques on managers is most of them are bad as far as like in-game management. Oh, yeah. I always go back to the World Series of the Cubs and well, Guardians, Indians at the time, right? Francona and and Madden, right? Like Francona managed circles around Madden, and yet the Cubs were the one that won. Yep. Right. Correct. And I just I also feel like in-game managing, like a manager in that sense doesn't mean a whole, whole lot. I feel like the other stuff, like holding a clubhouse together, right? Knowing your players, knowing what put buttons to push and stuff is is more meaningful. And that's why, you know, Madden is one of the greats, even though you, he's terrible in game. You can pretty, if you have a good lineup, you can pretty much randomize it and only lose a couple of games a year. Sure. From that. Right. Right. So like with that said, I feel like Shelton I, has I think all it does matter qualities on a better level than his in-game stuff. But like the one thing that really, really irritates me is like he had never has his guys back ever for a guy who like predicates himself and being the player's guy, the player's coach. seems like he never has the back. So today he had the back. Like, like, like I saw some feistiness from the Pirates, and that's something I haven't seen ever <laughs> in this new regime. That's a little overboard, but like that, you don't see it. You saw a feistiness from the last regime. You know, I mean, that was a scrappy bunch. They were always getting his stuff, especially like you saw the Reds and Pirates yeah. games. Right? I mean, they're always throwing at people, right? I mean, that was a feisty bunch. And like, I feel like this is the team that always constantly gets bullied. Yeah. No, that that's it's it's one of those things where like it's hard to really directly say anything about it and not look stupid. You know what I mean? Because why is it the manager protecting his guys? But I mean, he kind of hasn't. There was um, one specific thing comes to mind. I think they were in Milwaukee last year and Reynolds got ejected after just like, I think it was just like the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I don't even think Shelton left the dugout. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. Whether it's with the umpires, the other team, everything like I just feel like this is the regime that gets bullied. And for another topic I talk about all the time, like this winning culture and stuff like that, you know, like and you just sit back and get bullied all like I just that's the stuff I don't like. Anyways, all I, to say all that is the sense of like I'm perfectly cool with Perdomo throwing. Like for once, the pirates showed emotion and they showed some feistiness and Perdomo's like, I, I don't like that. And he threw it Machado. And then Shelton comes down and he gets tossed to like, okay, let's have some life. Let's throw some life in this team. So I was okay with all that. I actually enjoyed much of it. I don't understand why Perdomo got thrown out. I think there's like too much. We have no idea how to utilize this rule and like who to throw out and when and not because like, like you said, like why just not a warning? I, I don't, really know well that, that's what's they changed it i think a, a, i think a couple of years ago now that you don't have to warn before you just eject a pitcher right but, but I, I don't think i've ever seen them actually just eject a pitcher without a warning and i guess it just leaves so much it's just so subjective 
And I mean, what, it, it, the, what in, in fairness, it was very was obviously it. on purpose. Yeah, I guess, but like, it I don't was, know. It was ninety-eight. It's also, baseball. It was ninety-eight up and in. You know. Okay, uh, that's fair. You, you, as much as I, as much as I enjoyed watching it, that you know that can't be a commonplace occurrence. You know, you sure. can't, you can't be doing that. Okay, I'll, I'll give that to you. I guess I look at it as I've seen this happen time and 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 time again. And, you know, like whatever. It's just, it's a part of the game. If there was more, if, again, like you go back to like the Reds Pirates series, like there's already animosity brewing. And this is one game that happens, like sure, but like there's been no history, nothing to this. It's just one incident. He hit him. Like, here's your war. Yeah, I don't think there will be any fines or suspensions for this. You know, yeah. there there might not even be. There, there'll be some kind of retaliation tomorrow, I'm sure. Somebody will get a change up on the ass. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Reynolds. <laughs> Find a way to get his ass on base. <laughs> but anyways. that that's That's a whole nother... <laughs> subject and one that chat has been yeah. dying for us yeah to we talk talked about, about a little bit last week i know i put out the graphic on twitter like he has definitely been struggling since since april um well, we, I just, we saw a little bit of light from him in the angel series they, tonight they say he's healthy but he's he's just not no he's he's not that the buzz is right he's not there's probably a back issue yeah, there, there's definitely a back issue. It was bother, It's been bothering him for, I would say, probably since at least late May. Yeah. Well, 0 for 4 tonight with two strikeouts. So much of the old Brian Reynolds, again, if you thought there was maybe some change happening in the A's, I'm sorry, A's, Angels series. Bad night from tonight. Uh, I mean, again, we talked about the hits. It's going to be real quick. Davis had one hit. Hedges had Hedges. Had a, a hit. third of the hits tonight. A hit. He had a hit. <laughs> right. And Andy Rodriguez had a hit tonight. Going the so, other way, yeah. Let's also – I want to talk about that a little bit today too. Again, Andy did have the hit. Right. But Andy behind the plate, man. That he threw out another base runner Back-to-back games. There's, there's a lot of talk about Henry's arm. Andy's arm has been something for a while also. I think Henry's arm kind of overshadows it, but Andy has made some real damn good throws in the minors over the course of his career. And it just, it's not talked about enough. Well, I think we're seeing it because like the one stands out, like the first one was the out he made, right? The, the little dribbler in front of the home plate throws to the second base, gets the out there, and you saw the arm. You're like, oh, wow. But he is a catcher, right? But then you saw last night. You saw the pop time, the arm strength, and then tonight. And now, mind you, it wasn't the most accurate. So also kudos to Mr. MLB debut tonight, Alika Williams, for making that tag also because that was a fantastic tag. It took two to tango on that one for sure. And he didn't have the most accurate throw, but it was a damn sure impressive throw. And Alika made the tag. So, um, but yeah, uh, again, like I'm not trying to take the opportunity to poo-poo on 
hedges here. You, you hear all the stuff that you can't really quantify that he's good in. Surprisingly, can't really quantify it. But he can't throw runners out. And you also saw that today. Also, Rich Hill can't hold runners on. So that's part of the problem. But oh, and then yeah, he came no, into the game. He's got and, a big leg kick and he throws 70 miles an hour. <laughs> right. The guy's three-fourths of the way down there when that gets in the glove. But but yeah, like Andy, back-to-back games, you're seeing some impressive stuff behind the plate. And uh, credit to Perdomo on the night before also. I mean, it was a very good throw. But Perdomo didn't do the thing that, you know, you see middle infielders do so often where you see them receive the ball out in front and then try to bring the tag. He let the ball go to him, yeah. and then he made the tag. Because your arm can't move faster than that ball is moving. Right. <laughs> but yeah. And again, like tonight, again, also with Alika Williams, like he made a fantastic tag to get the out. Yep. So, but and again, that, that's, like that's been the word on him. Good glove. Yep. Maybe it's, starting to see the back come alive, right? With, with Rodriguez. Nagaro's the, the been impressive there too, man. It, it's been something ever since. Because Cruz worked a lot on his footwork um, in the offseason and in spring training. I think it was really showing in the early mm-hmm. going to the season just how much his footwork had improved. But since that injury, the the two main options have been Marcano and Castro. Obviously, Castro's in AAA, not doing great. And Marcano blew out his ACL the other night, so they're both gone. But the two main options that they've employed at shortstop are like negative seven and negative six outs above average, respectively. Right. They have gotten pretty terrible defense from shortstop all season. So it it doesn't take much for Pagaro and Williams to impress me at this point. Uh-huh. But but it's just like just stability over there is just the stability is nice. Yeah, that's a good topic to bring up right now, too, because that's something that hit me when the call-up was made. My hope was he could he could be a better defender than what's there. And like you said, it's a very low bar. So it doesn't take much to do it. You could be a bad defender and improve the position. Yeah, you, he, you could be a bad defender and a bad hitter and be better on both fronts than the production that we were getting. There you go. So with that said, we knew the arm was a lot of issues, right? The throws, you know, and we had Eric on, right? We like, we, before in the off season, like they talked about him developing the yips and like, that was the biggest issue and concern. I've always felt the glove was absolutely passable. Right. But can he throw? But I was also nervous. I'm like, listen, I'm not expecting good defense out of Figueroa. I'm not expecting it. And I guess I didn't really zoom in much on the defensive side with him. I'll be hitting. It hasn't played a whole, whole lot since his debut. Um, this year, but what I want to say is last night when Triolo misplayed that ball and Peggy got it and then made that throw, that's what I was like the clicking moment. I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember like a, a moment yet so far. Peguero was like, oh, damn it, you know. Now it's not yeah. that I've remembered a whole lot of good stuff yet, but like now I'm on alert, like I need to focus more on his defense because that was a fantastic play. And then I think he made he made all three outs in that inning. Uh, so to look at your point, what you're saying is. So far, so good with me with Piguero. Yeah. And, I mean, Alika's... I don't think Alika's going to be 
anything long term. But I mean, he's somebody to watch also. Um, they made some mechanical adjustments with him in AAA. That's why they acquired him. It's they felt that there was mechanical changes to be made in his lower half. And the instant they made those changes, you know, the results were immediate and obvious. He hit like 341 and slugged like 650 from June 22 on, which yeah. was around the time the change was made. Now, is any of that power real or was it just a product of facing lesser competition? The exit velocities have not been historically good with him. Um, you know, his, his path to the majors is as likely as a utility role player. The The question was, is the bat even going to play enough to get him that, you know, and with the improvements that he's made, maybe he is, you know, maybe, it, maybe it elevates him a little more than just a role player. Sure. Yeah. And like the way I look at it too, is I'm, I've been vocal about the trade. I don't understand why you trade Stevenson when it, like when your bullpen was as poor as it was. But he he absolutely has earned the promotion. Like I can't take the way. I, I could not believe in his talents in long term. But like you said, the way he's performing right now, he has earned this promotion. So I'm willing to let him prove me wrong. Absolutely. Um, so and that with, that at bat against Hater was impressive. That's what I want to say. So like with all that being said, he does make his debut today. Which also, by the way, I thought he like was delayed in getting there. <laughs> he then, was he he was not there in time for the games for the start of the game but i don't understand because they show was that something else like they showed him walking around and being on the field before the game like during the broadcast maybe he showed up like like an hour before so okay so again like that was why i was confused because i was also very 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 confused on the back-to-back -back pinch hits for eight and nine yeah, that was for weird. Troy and Endy. Cause I was like, wait a minute. If you're pinch hitting for Pagero, yeah, no, who's that playing was, short. <laughs> that was the one that I, that I thought was weird. I was like, is Nick Gonzalez going to, cause what I thought would happen was that Nick Gonzalez would move over to short and yes. Joe would come into the, Joe would come into play second and yeah. then somebody else would go play the outfield. So Winsky, which I, that sense, I was yes, like, Swinsky, why don't you just right. pinch hit for like, why don't you just pinch hit Swinsky then instead of Troy? But yeah, I was like, there's only the only options you had was what you just said, or Andy's playing second, and you have Henry Davis catching. Like that was literally the only things that could happen. And then Alika Williams was there. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I guess that's what's going to happen. But anyways, I guess yeah, I I wasn't expecting him to be there. He was there, and like you said, he debuted, and I was totally impressed because again, that's Josh Hader. If that's your first MLB taste, <laughs> and you got to go against Josh Hader. He did the very unhanes like thing, and he actually protected the zone. He it, he, he made Hater he made Hater throw him a clear ball before he stopped before he didn't swing. Right, which is what you should do as a hitter. I was thoroughly impressed. He could have struck out, and I would have left impressed. He he ended up getting a walk, but that was a good at bat. That's your very first at bat. That's something to be proud of. So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, okay, because he did that with Josh Hader and drew a walk, he's good. But I left impressed. Again, we talked about the great play he made defensively to make the tag, and then he had a really, really good at-bat against Josh Hader. So kudos to Alika Williams in his MLB debut. It's a good one. Something to remember, that's for sure, in this Pirates loss. <laughs> Other... <laughs> 
that is that our version of tungsten armo doyle yes yes i feel like that's like the end of this year how everything's gonna be especially with all the think about all the the rookies right now like they're all gonna have their firsts lined up so it's gonna be you know it's, it's pagara's first and will be oh i guess that wasn't a win but the Andy's first home run as the pirates lose seven to two <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the the whole rest of the year is basically allowed to be that Cutch is 12. They won yesterday again. Yeah, never mind. I guess that doesn't count. But, anyways, yeah, back to the game. Um, Really, not too much else to really talk about, I guess, unless you do. It it was it was just such a miserable experience because watching it, I was like, that guy's not going to be here next week. That guy's not going to be here next week. That guy, and that's kind of how this week of the season goes for teams who are bad, right? You know, it just it. It sucks. Um, there's been buzz about Bednar and Callaway. They're not going anywhere. You know, they're not. Right. Yeah, I um, doubt it. It just it it's really hard to see a package that makes sense for either for anybody for Bednar. Because for the pirates, you you have to in losing you have to gain more for twenty twenty four than Bednar would provide. And that's that's kind of a hard ask. There aren't many suitors who could provide that and be willing to provide that. Only unless you've already decided and figured out that twenty twenty four yeah also ain't it. Well, that's the thing. It's it's what the math says, right? You know, it doesn't matter if you're twenty and eight. You always got to do what the math says. And that's our cue. <laughs> we, we're gonna need to wrap this up because <laughs> we're gonna go down a rabbit hole here. Oh yeah, did did that? <laughs> You're some, striking some nerves. Seated emotions there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So again, though, it is a big week coming up. Um, who knows who's gonna be on this team in a week from now? We'll definitely be talking about that here. Just real soon quick, enough. Predictions: Who goes? Who stays? Man, you want predictions? Yep. Um. It's tough. I honestly feel Hedges can get traded. Everyone thinks I'm crazy for saying it, but I think he can get traded. Uh, I hope he does. I, I think Rich Hill probably does too. They'll yeah. figure out a way. Even if they just acquire some terrible a guy who's Rule 5 eligible or just some guy who's going to get DFA'd to pick him up you know, in, in return to fill innings. Um, but yeah, like Rich Hill... I felt one of Santana and Troy, and I feel like it's probably going to be Santana and not Troy. No, I think so. Here's here's what I think. I think Rich Hill gets traded. Um, I think Troy gets traded. I think they keep Santana. I think you get. I think Santana's trade value just from being a switch hitter might be equal to Troy's, but Troy's just the better hitter at this point. Yeah. See, I, I get I can see both both ways. I mean it's not like especially either of them having amazing seasons that Milwaukee's out there starting first baseman for another three to four weeks and they've gotten absolutely miserable production from DH. Right. So I, I think they'd be interested for both um the for Hill the Red Sox have had like fourteen different starters this year. And 
I think three of the six that have made 10 or more starts are currently on the IL. I think that's a potential destination for him. Goes Um, back home. Yeah. (laughs) He's going home like Kutch. (laughs) (laughs) I I also could be. I think the the other thing, too, you got to understand, Connor, is Carlos Santana is fast in his little way. (laughs) Can't say that about Troy. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, I wonder, like, is what you're getting for a 700 OPS first baseman really worth it? No. No, it's it's not. Because I can I can tell you right now, Santana is absolutely beloved across the league. Oh, for sure. That's and why him coming to Pittsburgh was really good. And, you know, they're, he was really important in that Mariners playoff run last year. The, the little run that they had, you know, they credited him with a lot of stuff there in the clubhouse. I I really, you know, and you look at like, who's going to play first, Miguel Andahar, Connor, Joe, like it, it, it's just stability that a young team needs both on the field, in the locker room, off the field. It, it just, it's not worth what you're going to get for a 700 OPS to trade them. Like, what are you going to get? Like a double-A reliever? So, it's not really a point to argue, right? Like, I absolutely get that aspect of it. Like, you're not getting a whole lot back, so just keep them. But at the same sense, there's also that sense of what does the player right like want? And are you going to do him right? You know, like he is old, <laughs> to label him that way. Does he want to go to a contender? Like, is that his desire? I, I, if that I is like something about how right. he, he expressed interest in remaining on this team past this mm-hmm. season. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm more on board with, with keeping him. you know, obviously if he, if he wanted to, to leave, you know, by all means, you know, respect to Carlos Santana and the fantastic career that he's had, he doesn't deserve to end it on this sorry bunch. Right. You know, but it, but he's yeah. expressed interest in staying, and I I think, you know, the young guys absolutely b- beloved him. He is universally beloved. Yeah, and absolutely. I ju- I just think you you can't you can't afford. I think Al- Alex Stump touched on this a bit. You just you can't afford to have, you know, a a 2019 where the clubhouse is just in absolute disarray, and they're just completely directionless, and there's just. There's nothing. Carly, you, you don't... say they can't afford it, but does Ben Charrington believe that they can't? Afford and that's, it? And that's, that's the difference. That's cause... a different question entirely, isn't it? Yeah. There was that argument last year. But, you, but you don't you don't get that with a Carlos Santana on your team. You just don't. Yeah. That, no, that does not happen. The only caveat I'm going to say here to that is who's going to play first base. And you bring up Miguel Andujar, and that is worrisome. And I hope that's not the thing. That's the. It, I'm not saying that he's good, but Malcolm Nunez, speaking of last year trade deadline, was acquired. He is well, now. Well, he's been hurt. Twenty two years old. He's well, had a shoulder issue for for a couple months now. But he's rehabbing. So he was. He's in the complex league. I think right now, uh, had two hits tonight. So he's on the mend, coming back. He he could be an option. He's down. just he's just I know he was yeah. heating up before he got hurt, but he's he just was. missed he's just missed so much time that I just I don't see how 
he could be here for anything more than like the last two weeks of the season. And even even moving into 2024, after the injury-filled year that Nunez has had, you know, moving into 2024, do you really want your options, your your backup option to be Malcolm Nunez and well, Connor Joe? I don't know. I mean, first base is something they definitely need to look into. But what I'm alluding to is he he is coming back now. It could be an option, and that could be your way of finding out seeing a bit of him in the majors before next year. So again, I again I'm not arguing to keep Santana or trade him. Uh, I agree that you're not going to get much for him, so just keep him anyways. I, I don't but, see I don't see Joe going. I just I, I don't I either. Can't. He he's like he's he's still pre-arb. I mean, he's too valuable to this team, right? I, I think moving forward, he's just you know the questions it, you have at first and outfield. Yeah, and he's can't and on a good him. roster. He's a quality bench piece. Yeah, for sure. So I just I don't think there's you don't get much for him, and he's still affordable and controllable. So there, there's much. just no, I think one of, I think at least before the Marcano injury, I would have said that one of the middle infielders gets traded. Cause there's just, there's too many of them. They can't, they can't have them all on the team. They can't let, they can't have them all on the 40 man, let alone all on the roster. Right. Yep. Well, either rate, we'll find out soon enough and um, we'll be complaining Soon enough as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, hopefully not. But anyways, let's at. wrap this up. Let's get out of here. Uh, I appreciate everyone for staying up and watching us as it's 116 on the East Coast. <sighs> but uh, yeah, Pirates lose, but they will once again play tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see you then. Yeah. Bye-bye. Peace. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.